It is Tuesday, July 4th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Happy birthday, America. And sorry you Brits have to work today. Here comes the Vegas truth. Straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Joey Chestnut and the Hot Dog Championship. And a full slate of Major League Baseball here on the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day, boys. Yeah, thank you, Scott. To you as well. You know, hot not to McKenzie, who is British, as we all know. You can tell by his accent. Say hello, McKenzie. Oh, I'm Irish. We hate the British. Oh, good. Okay, never mind. Love you're America. Wel- you're welcome at our party then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you didn't say that for the first hundred years I was here. <laughs> so, says I mean, every Irish person. What What is your plans for today? Like, what do you do on the Fourth of July? Do you barbecue like the rest of this country? Are you a patriot like that? Uh, I am not going to be barbecuing this this uh, fine day. Barbecuing takes a long time. Like, uh, I like Does it to, really? I mean, you, you start up the grill, it gets all hot, the fire's there. See, he's thinking of grilling, yeah, which I usually think grilling. of when I think of barbecuing. Grilling and barbecuing are different. You're talking to a Texan, Scott. <laughs> uh, barbecuing. I didn't say smoking. That, that's barbecuing. You put the burger like, patty on the grill, that's barbecuing. What are you talking that's about? That's not barbecuing. <laughs> that, that's grilling. When you slap some barbecue sauce on it, that's, it's that's definitely barbecuing. No, that is not barbecue. <laughs> so barbecuing takes a long time in my world. Uh, so unless 4th of July falls on a weekend it's just not possible for me you haven't been smoking meat since thursday i haven't smoked meat since thursday <laughs> and i will be uh i will be partaking in some hot dogs i will partake in some nice cold american beers uh and yeah i'll be out in the uh the the blistering heat that we got out here in vegas now it's amazing we had a, a record here in vegas of temperatures not reaching over 100 degrees it was like the longest streak ever and this week, it's it's hell outside. It was 111 <laughs> yeah. yesterday. 111. And the best part was on my uh, on my weather app, it said 111, mostly sunny. <laughs> like, imagine if it's ever fucking full sun. We're all just going to melt. It's, we'll be dead. Well, I love the 4th of July. Uh, it's a great time. It's a great, full, full of tradition, hot dogs, beer, fireworks, baseball. Doesn't get better than that. We have all of it here today. I think this is part of my problem. Like as you know, I like I'm a, a very cynical, negative person, and I've already talked. We've had a discussion about parades. You love parades. I hate parades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not crazy about fireworks, and I'm not particularly crazy about hot dogs. How do you feel about fun and merriment? In uh, I like merriment. I like fun. Usually, merriment involves uh, ale. And, you know, that's that's a good way. For, uh, I like that. You just seem to be down on fun. No parades, no fireworks, it's no celebration. Like, once you've seen fireworks once. This I agree with. You've seen all the fireworks. Like, it's. When I see someone videotape a firework, like, have more I don't fireworks. understand now, now, It's going to look like, very similar the next time. You, like, have you ever <laughs> recorded fireworks on your phone and then gone back later and be like, man, those were real nice fireworks? <laughs> no. I have 100%. You are a Which weirdo. Which is insane. 100%. Like, do, you, are you, do you also record concerts? And and then go back and watch them on your phone. Yes. You are the weirdest person I've ever <laughs> Why met. Why is that weird? I, like, who, you you were at the concert. Who wants to replay a shitty version on your phone of the concert you were at? First off, my phone records 4K. <laughs> Second of all, 
it, audio too it, very very high quality it's memories <laughs> you go back why do you take pictures you were there did you take pictures why 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 take a picture I, I don't know you were there when your kid was young why take a picture of him I, I, I don't know. Like it's called memories, AJ. Do you really need memories of fireworks? <laughs> yes, that's weird. You can like do you go like you look back and go, oh when that red one hit, man, I remember how I felt. No, like but if like... I look at a picture of my kid, I can go, oh, I remember that moment. Like I felt great about this. Certain moments I remember, you know. Oh, like... the blue one, the yeah. blue, the blue uh, exploding one. Man, I love that one. But you know, good fireworks show. Where depending on where you watch it, could be different. And I, I got. Would you honest. know if someone else videotaped a different fireworks display? He wouldn't know. And then showed it to you. Would you know? He, he, like if you swapped out the video while he wasn't looking, he'd be like, "These aren't the fireworks I saw. I don't remember I, this I, at I all. Didn't see, I didn't see that purple one." Where the, <laughs> I, I would know. Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm looking forward to. And I don't know if we're here yet, but I feel like we are. Fireworks are so 2022. Drones. That's where it's at in 2023. That's just the government's way of watching us while we watch the fireworks. Listen, I was at the Golden Knights uh, parade and celebration. Now, I know you hate parades and celebrating, but they had an awesome drone light show. At the end, with the VGK logo in lit, lit up drones. Okay. I better see some drones in the sky tonight. That's what I want. I want I want American flag in floating lights. That's what I want to see. Drones are the new fireworks. I think the hot take alert. The big fireworks thing is like for Vegas is happening at this sphere, this new sphere. Oh yeah. Is that what yeah. you guys are? Are you like going down no. to the? Okay, where are you going to watch your fireworks? So my rooftop. Okay, and my, you're going to you're going to watch the city fireworks. Like my building has see the see where I live. I'm in a great spot. My rooftop lounge, yeah, that's right, a ball, a baller. My rooftop lounge has a strip view, so I get to see the fireworks on the strip. But I'm also in close proximity to local resorts, so I get to see fireworks from, let's say, the M Resort. I get to see fireworks mm. from Green Valley, and it's a it's a pretty cool image because. It's like the whole, and in the distance, you can see, like, Summerlin. You can see, you know, Southern Highlands. You, there's The fireworks across the whole valley. I'll show you a video. I can't wait year. to see it. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> see me, I just take I take my helicopter. That way, anywhere there is fireworks, I just go to those to that area. That makes sense. Well, but you, McKenzie, is, uh, he's the one percenter. So yeah, exactly. It, those yeah, we, we Ivy know. League elite. Fam- shocking development. Family here. money. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's talk about. The greatest tradition of all. Take my uh, my Uncle Mike's helicopter out for a spin. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest nice. tradition of all on the 4th of July is the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Do you like hot dogs? Yes. I Mc- love hot McKenzie, dogs. McKenzie, do you love hot dogs We've as had well? this discussion. There's nothing wrong with a good hot dog. It might not be as good as a hamburger, but it's it's fine. It's, McKenzie's it's, from Chicago, half though. The he calories. likes rats. I like that, too. No ketchup on the, on the hot dog. No. I, what do you like on your hot dog? Ketchup and mustard. No, 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 no. No mm-hmm. ketchup. Gotta do ketchup Dijon is like, children eat ketchup. Pickle. Ketchup and mustard. Yeah, I'm surprised mustard's not too spicy for you. <laughs> if it's yellow, it's fine. If it's the brown, get it out oh, of here. Oh, <laughs> Dijon mustard. Kill me with this brown? If it's yellow, let it melt. What is this, if Indian food? <laughs> Flush it down. Flush it down. Look, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is, uh, it means something to me. Uh, I grew up in Coney Island. I've eaten at that original Nathan's countless times i've been to the hot dog eating contest in person before it was like a A, a grand global it was like it was like just starting to be on espn but it wasn't like the thing it is now 
Uh, it was way. Be- it was before Kobayashi even, which oh, was really? before. Joey Chestnut. Yeah, Remember McKenzie, I'm 39 time, years old. I mean, it's been a while. There was a time so, when it was thought that Kobayashi couldn't lose. Like, he was the goat of hot dog eating. And now he's like a forgot. He's a footnote in the history of Joey Chestnut's hot dog career. Because as Kobayashi, would he win like seven in a row? Yeah. Like, has Chestnut like doubled him? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's. He's like Andre Agassi. Like, at the time, we thought it was great. But now when you see Djokovic, it's no, like, it's, that guy's just no, a guy. You, you, you should have said Federer. Federer to Djokovic. I don't think so, though. No, I don't think he like Federer. Or Sam, fine, then Sampras Agassi. It's, it's, it's too far away. Yeah. Like they I'm saying, overlap though. Djokovic never beat Agassi. Okay, that's I mean, fine. Joey Chestnut beat Kobayashi. He returned the mustard belt to America. Yeah, this was like a big deal. He is a true hero. What I love the best part about the hot dog eating contest is the uh, I just said contest like RJ. By the way, did you hear that? I know. I went contest like that's like oh, it's rubbing off on yeah, you. Yeah, I know a little bit. Um, it's the it's the announcer. It's the guy that does the the uh like the you know, he's like the ring announcer. Yeah, yeah, like the uh the the MC. Like this guy is Brooklyn. He's, he's got the straw hat on yeah, yeah. and he's you know doing his whole thing. He's, what do you think he makes for that uh, appearance? George Shea, by the way. What do you think they pay him for that appearance? Free hot dogs, first of all. Um hmm. More or less than a grand. Gotta be more. It's on national oh, TV. Yeah, but it, I mean, what if you? It, what's if? It, what's he gonna say? I want five grand. And they're like, dude, we can find another guy in a straw hat to call out the hot dog contest. Listen, this guy has become like so famous. I actually you had to look up his guy. name. He hadn't become that fucking <laughs> this famous. guy because you, you, you saw him look had, up his name, right? I had to look up the name because I, I. But he ain't I, that famous. I could pick him out of a lineup. Do you know that he was here at Circa? No. Like, I think he opened up Circa or they had a hot dog eating contest here at Circa, and, and he came. Like, Derek Stevens flew him out to, like, do the whole, you know, the They MC had a hot thing. dog contest at Circa? Well, I don't know if it was for a hot dog eating contest or it might have been for, like, the opening. I just remember George Shea was, be, was at Circa for something. Right. And, very and famous, this guy. Very, very, very famous. They named a stadium after him, but Listen, then they got rid of it. Yeah. If you, if you uh, yeah, it was Circa's grand opening, uh, October 27th, 2020. Who could forget? If you've seen this guy, though, with the straw hat, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And and he announces all the eaters, whether it's, uh, well, back, you know, they don't even participate. Remember Eater, Eater X? Yeah. Remember? He's, uh, Badlands Joey, Booker? Joey Chestnut's retired them all. Retired them all? There, there, there's nobody. Like, and the odds, the odds say there's nobody. What are the So, first of all, let's, say, let's start with this. 72 and a half. Which jo- is down from 73 and a half. Will Joey Chestnut eat 73 hot dogs? He had 63 last year. Which was his weakest yep. showing in forever. But he was on crutches last year. He 76 in 2021 yes. and 75 the year before that. He's so gone, does that injury. He's gone, he's gone over 70 six straight times from 2016 to 2021. And the, the, before that it was the last time he lost. Yes. A, embarrassing loss, by the way. Well, he came back. It was embarrassing for our whole country. Yep. And so he has done 73 or more three times. But last year, on crutches, 63. I saw him do some interviews over the past couple of days. Of course. He said that there, he said he can definitely get over 75, but there are things that are beyond his control. Protesters, always an issue. Yeah. Kawhi, like coming back? Every year there's protesters. Someone's going to come up and do something, right? So that always distracts you. Plus, the, the book would pay, they would have to uh, cancel action, right? If someone interfered with the hot dog contest? Well, that's what they did last year. 
FanDuel and DraftKings last year refunded all bets on the over 74 and a half because of the protester that went up on stage. Okay. So if it happens, I think again, it's right. If it happens again this year, they're going to have to issue those bad bet refunds if it because that you know it's say oh it might have affected him. Here's the problem though, and this is like this has gotten out of line with the uh, the NBA and the NFL as well. So like. If there's an injury in the first 10 minutes of a game, people are automatically whining at at FanDuel, at DraftKings Sportsbook. We got to cancel that. You got to pay out the over or refund the over. You didn't play. Like, if someone farts on stage, they're gonna be like, "I distracted Joey. You got to pay us back." You're like, we we can't we can't let that be standing rule. There's no way, no way. So what you're saying is we can't lose. We just need to. Have someone. Anybody needs to do something. Go to the protest. If he's looking like if, he's if, pacing at about 70, we need somebody to jump on stage. Maturian candidates, though. But if he, if he looks like he's going to 75, 76, we need security to tighten up. Got a free flight to Brooklyn, bro. Just chill. Just chill. That's right. <laughs> oh, and, terrible. And then you have to figure out maybe there's external factors like, does he get pushed by another eater? That's what he needs, I think. I think he needs someone to step up. And the odds say... There's no one to step up. Minus three thousand. Bet thirty dollars and win a dollar. Minus to win three thousand. What are we doing here? Yeah. You put. Are you putting down three thousand hard-earned American dollars on the Fourth of July to win back a hundo? It's crazy. And the odds beyond him say. None of these guys have a chance. It's all a bunch of 14 to 1, 15 to 1. I mean, there's there's nobody. I don't know that he can break this number without someone giving him a real challenge. Jeffrey Esper is your second favorite at 10 to 1. Nick Weary. Jeffrey Epstein, the island guy? No, no, no. That guy is gone. Oh, uh, uh, he, allegedly. But didn't yeah. kill himself. Uh, Nick Weary <laughs> is 20 to 1. Uh, that dude's jacked. Like, you wouldn't think he's a competitive eater. He's like a bodybuilder. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick Weary, 20 to 1. He is actually, uh, I think he's married to or he's dating Mickey Sudo, who is the Women's champion. Oh, minus 4,000, Mickey Sudo. Imagine how many hot dogs their kid will eat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the fun thing. That is a hungry baby. So on DraftKings, you can actually bet the men's winner without Joey Chestnut. The way it should be. There's no, no, I'm not interested otherwise. I can't, I don't know any of these other guys, so I don't know how to bet it. So you just assume that Joey Chestnut wins. He's minus 4,000. Well, here's the other bet you can do men's winner without Joey Chestnut. Jeffrey Esper, minus 300. Nick Weary, plus 350. James Webb, 8 to 1. And then it goes on a bunch of people that you've never heard of. Before. Gideon OG? Do we have the uh, OG? The, the country of origin of those uh, of those combatants? Mm, I mean, I can get them because I, I think you. that would play into my mind. Like, I imagine Joey Chestnut won't fight as hard if an American eater is pushing him. But if it's a foreigner trying to take his crown on America's birthday, I think we see Joey Chestnut fight the best fight. Second favorite, Jeffrey Esper, is from Massachusetts. He's a masshole. Yeah, not him. Who's the who's the oh, other guy? Oh, he's Jack too, this guy. Who's the who's the third guy? Nick Weary. He's an American. Oh, who's the best foreigner? That's who I want to bet on. The best foreigner out there. Okay. Because that's who I want to to win the non-Joey Chestnut division. I think that whoever the 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 best or the, the shortest odds on a foreign combatant, that is gonna be my choice. James Webb, who is 25 to 1. Or if you want to bet without Joey Chestnut, he's at eight to one. Sydney, Australia. That's what I want. I want him eight to one to be the non-Joey Chestnut champion. Because you think 
he's going to beat the other American guys. He's going to beat the other Americans, and he's going to push Joey Chestnut to 74 hot dogs, the exact number. I don't know if FanDuel or DraftKings will pay out extra if you guess the exact number. I'm going to go with 74 for my official prediction. James Webb is the number 10th ranked eater. In Major League Eating. Yeah, but that's overall. That's not in hot dogs alone. That's correct. That is yeah. overall. See, Joey Chestnut, He's a number big one. Vegemite guy. Jeffrey Esper is number two. Mickey Sudo, number three. Nick Weary, number four. Uh, here's the specials if you want the totals. As we mentioned, uh, Joey Chestnut, 72 and a half. The over is juiced at minus 120. The under, minus 110. Cockroaches. Uh, for Mickey Sudo, 44 and a half. Over at minus 125. Mickey Sudo is, uh, she's won every contest that she's entered in this Nathan's hot dog eating uh, contest. It was at 43 and a half. It was bet up to 44 and a half. And, well, can she get pushed by another former champion, Michelle Lesko? That would be the question. Sudo has eaten 40 or more hot dogs. Three times in this competition. She had 40 last year. Back in 2020, 48 and a half. That's a big number. This is what this is the bet that I'm gonna make right now. You're going let's go, let's go. I'm going let's go. Let's go, let's go. I'm going let's go 22 to 1. I mean to upset Mickey Sudo. Listen, eventually Joey Chestnut's gonna fall. Eventually Mickey Sudo is gonna fall. It's just a matter of can you pick the right time? 22 to 1. For the second best eater, feels like a good time to take your shot. And then, as a correlated bet, I'll go over 28 and a half, Michelle Lesko. Ooh, she can easily do 28 and a half. Because let's, let's go, Lesko. If let's she's, go, let's go. If she's going to beat Mickey Sudo, and Mickey Sudo's total is 44, then this, this chick's definitely going to get 40. I'm, she, I'm has, going, yeah. she has to get over 22 or 28 and a half. Has That's to. all right. Here's the another another fun bet. This is the same game parlay? Combined. <laughs> combined. Joey Chestnut, Mickey Sudo. 114 and a half. Oh. Over or under? Give me under. Under 114 and a half. Yep. What's the wind doing in Brooklyn tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, those are your odds for the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I will how many hot dogs do you think you could have in a contest? Four. <laughs> Or good hot dogs. It sounds like a good Now, the amount. key is hot dogs and buns. And you know you have to do the whole dip in the butt in the water. I so wouldn't do that. The whole thing. I wouldn't do that. I'm not a coward. Well, this, you know what? I, and I would, I, have, I, I would actually, have mustard on mine, too. I actually agree with that. I don't think that it is uh, – I don't think that it's legit the way they do it. I don't think so either. I don't, think I, feel gen- like I don't think it's gentlemanly. If it was a true hot dog eating contest, you would eat it like a normal hot dog. You wouldn't eat the dogs first, then dip the buns in water, and then – Swallow the buns. Yeah. I think it's you have to eat the hot dog as it's dog because otherwise, in the bun. Why not put, you know, put 30 hot dogs in a blender with a gallon of water, mix it up, and drink a hot dog smoothie? It'd, it'd be, go down real fast, real yeah. easy, but it's it's just not it's not in the spirit of the game. I, I, don't, points here. I don't like that they've done this. I don't like it. Over, under, two and a half hot dogs for you today. Uh, under. Under? Yeah, way under. I'm going burgers. That's amateur shit. Uh, How about this? Over under seven and a half burger patties for me today. Eating? Yes. No way. Over? a lot of burgers, I'm going over. What? I'm going over. You have like a breakfast burger? You space it out? I mean, that's a lot of burgers. I'm going to have an eight by eight burger today. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh I've already my planned goodness. it out. You I've already planned a smash burger. Eight patties, eight pieces of American cheese, which you know when I eat American cheese? Fourth of July. That's about it. I don't like American cheese. It's <laughs> one of the few things American that I really don't like. But eight by eight, that's happening today. You're insane. I mean, no, I'm, I'm American. Yeah. And you're calling me a pussy for not eating three hot dogs? Go enjoy your processed meat that you can't even name. First off, I'm having a beef burger. Everyone knows a hot dog is the appetizer for the burger. <laughs> but you have an appetizer hot dog, and then you have like a main course hot dog, and then you got the dessert hot dog. So I don't do that's that. three right there. It's at least three. How many are you doing, Mac? Uh, I'll probably do two hot dogs. It can't dogs. be a fancy Chicago hot dog with like Jardinera on it or whatever. Like, like let's just a regular old hot dog. How many? I'll do two. Two, two burgers. They call two them hot dogs. conies over there. They're, conies. They call them conies? You call them conies? You eat yours at Coney Island. Yeah, you're Coney the, Island you're is the where they call guy. Them No, that's not. Oh, well, I don't know where they call them conies. Uh, Detroit, I know that. I don't uh, like hot dogs. Coney Island hot dogs a big Detroit type of That's hot dog. That's what it is, Detroit. That's where they call them conies. And they have that brand, that Coney Island hot dog. I went to it on Fremont Street. I almost wanted to slap them. It was bad hot dogs? It was dogs? an insult. Really? Insult to the name Because they make Coney it look Island. just like the Detroit original restaurant. I actually have been to both places. Yeah, well, that Detroit original restaurant is shit. <laughs> it's not a hot dog. It's like... Just because there's chili on it, it's not it's a hot just, dog anymore. It's not. No, it was nothing. I like do it. like chili. That's yeah. it. if I want. If I'm going to eat a hot dog, I want chili on it. You go to Detroit, get a coney. You guys are out of your minds. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick Six. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried. You know who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick Six, you're not going against another player or players you're going against the bookmaker you're going against the number that they put up so all you got to do is pick between two and six nfl players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you download DraftKings pick six app now and sign up with code rj that's code rj only at DraftKings pick six the crown is yours gambling problem Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Fourth of July is for hot dogs, fireworks, and baseball. And no one better to help us talk about 4th of July baseball than Griffin Warner, my co-host on the Major League Baseball podcast. Griffin, what's up? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, very happy to be with an illustrious group of, of individuals. Well, Griffin, uh, an illustrious award is the Cy Young Award. And last night, Blake Snell had another ridiculous outing. Five innings, seven strikeouts, no runs allowed over his last eight starts. He's allowed a total of four runs with 73 strikeouts in 49 innings. Yet last night prior to the game, Blake Snell was 18 to one to win the Cy Young in the National League. Is that a good bet? Well, I do feel like there's some, I mean, hey, 18 to one odds, you know, you could run into something. So I'm never going to say that's the wrong thing to do by any means, but um, I do feel like his team's going to hold him back a little bit. Um, and I really don't know what the problem is in San Diego at this point. But 
He's been awesome. He's shown it before. I think he won Cy Young with Tampa way back when, before he got traded. So, I mean, it's a good chance he comes back, but we'll see how long he stays healthy, and we'll see see how long he keeps it together because he's one of the more inconsistent pitchers in all of baseball. Let's get into this 4th of July slate. Day games all across Major League Baseball beginning bright and early in our nation's capital. Oh, that's beautiful. Patrick Corbin getting the start for the Nats against the Reds. And Brett Kennedy going to make his 2023 debut. uh, The last pitched in the majors in 2018 for the Padres. Ah, yeah, he's been on my radar. I've been uh, a lot of sleepless nights thinking of, is it Brett Kennedy? Um, yeah, I I don't know what to say about that one necessarily, but, I mean, seeing that Cincinnati, how well they've been playing, and the hype around them, and compare it to Washington, who just loses every night, they seem to go out there. So And Patrick Corbett's pitching, coming off a really big, awesome start of his, which it's very unlikely he gets two of those back-to-back. The Orioles take on the Yankees. The Yankees coming from behind last night to beat the Orioles in game one of this series. Clark Schmidt Day, which AJ used to love Clark Schmidt Day because he was betting against him every time. Oh, I was betting the over every time. Oh, you're betting the (laughs) over every time. But Clark Schmidt Day has actually been good for the Yankees lately as they are minus 120 favorites at home against Kyle Gibson and the Orioles. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure where we're putting the Yankees right now. I think they're still in a transition moment. It's gotten Certainly they saw the, the lowest of the lows, but have kind of climbed a little bit towards the right direction. Um, not really sure where this team's going. It seems like they have a lot of dinosaurs in that lineup that aren't really producing, unfortunately, big names, but they're just not living up to their uh, maybe their, their past pedigrees and things of that nature. Uh, I don't know really what to expect from Kyle Gibson, though, so that worries me on the Baltimore side, which is not getting a lot of odds here of course uh great bullpen if baltimore has a lead but i don't know that they're that much better than new york's either so i think i, I like the clark schmidt on the uh on the backing side i know that aj's system doesn't do that anymore yeah again i, I wasn't fading clark schmidt i just i usually think that it's a high scoring game when he's out there that's fair that's absolutely fair uh here's something that probably would have surprised you before the season if I told you the Marlins would be north of a 150 favorite, more like a 170 favorite against the St. Louis Cardinals. But that's the situation we have here because the Cardinals are a bad team and the Marlins are in second place. Adam Wainwright gets the start for the cards. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami. Can you back Miami at this price, though? I can't do it. I also think Jesus Lazardo is going to throw a ton of fastballs and like on some nights where he's, it's not moving and getting a little bit of a wiggle or whatever the heck it does to get past bats or doesn't have as much spin rate to, to rise in the zone or give that sort of idea of it. I mean, St. Louis could hit it really hard, but also I feel like the marketplace has not really respected Adam Wainwright at all this season. Made him, despite being the home team, the like pseudo home team in London, still was a pretty big underdog in his start there. I feel like the market's been against him and. I'm a little bit surprised to see the number here. And I think if you were looking at this from like an April lines standpoint, you would certainly want to back the Cardinals. But I do think the market probably understands about how these seasons going for both these two teams. And I feel like Adam Wainwright's just not really touchable yet for me. Red Sox hosting the Rangers. What a weird game for the Rangers yesterday against the Astros. They closed out that series uh, at home. Are the Rangers melting? It feels kind of like they're melting. Five and ten in their last 15 Astros are three games out of first now. Eh, maybe. Griffin, what do you think, Griffin? Well, so they were – I mean, I live in Dallas, so I've been following this pretty closely. I've got a Rangers chat where everyone just will not stop 
talking my ear off about how this is the greatest team in the world. And I felt like even though how well they had played and how many problems that Houston had dealt with, it was still a pretty rel- like a relatively small lead. Um, it seemed like a pretty back four series. I don't know that we learned too much, but Texas did hold their own in Houston when they two those three games they could have swept earlier in the season. They play less times against each other. So I don't know that the Texas is melting. It's certainly very hot right now, but I think more so they're still trying to figure out their bullpen and pitching. I think that's always a question with the Rangers. Well, it's Dane Dunning day today in Boston against the Red Sox. And I think Dane Dunning day has become like the new holiday for Texas. He's seven and one this year with a 2.69 ERA. Yeah, and he's taking on the uh, vaunted undecided for the Red Sox. So I like his chances there. I mean, I feel like Texas is made to score runs. At least we've seen that so far this season. I think going to Fenway is a a much better hitter's park than what they're playing in in Arlington. So I feel like that's a a better thing for that side. And, and, I mean, every time Texas goes on the road, I think we're all kind of seeing the marketplace put a a target on their back that they might not – get over this hurdle or something like that. So I, I'm, I'm interested just to see what happens. The Royals take on the Twins in Minnesota. Zach Greinke and his 1-8 and eight record takes on Kenta Maeda and his 1-5 and five record. The Twins minus 195 here against KC. Someone's one will be done. Or they both get a no decision. Yeah, well, I think from a Minnesota perspective, uh, getting Kansas City on the road, these are games they have to win. But – I mean, I don't know what we think about the central divisions in both leagues. They seem horrible. One team has to end up taking um, the division. I don't know that Minnesota is really that strong, but I think Kansas City, uh, they've been as weak as you can be. And Zach Grinke, like, has, I guess, raised his strikeout total a little bit lately, but uh, I don't trust him, and I think this is a great spot for Maeda to get on track. Cubs are in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Milwaukee minus 125 with Wade Miley on the hill. Kyle Hendricks will go for the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, this should be a pretty interesting matchup. Two pitchers that are going to pitch the contact, which is not really what they do in 2023. But um, Hendricks has kind of showed some flashes of being his old self uh, from a few years ago. Wade Miley, I feel like, has been awesome since he came off the I.L., um, I was kind of hoping that Mil- Milwaukee would be a little bit cheaper. I don't really expect them to be, but kind of the number made me feel like um, it probably is a little bit softer or lighter on the Milwaukee side. I imagine it closes higher than here. Rockies visit the Astros. Kyle Freeland goes for Colorado. Looks like it's going to be Belak for the Astros. And if it was in Colorado, I'd say, yeah, this game is definitely going over. Uh, but in Houston, I think we still might look towards an over here. Houston is obviously a heavy favorite. Total of nine. I, I think there could be runs here because I think Houston might score nine by themselves. I mean, you certainly could. I, I think the problem with for, for me is just if you're backing it over, you do need some help from Colorado. And I, I don't know that you expect the Rockies outside of Coors Field to really produce much. Um, so I think you're you're expecting – I mean – they're probably not going to get shut out, but I imagine they need to contribute to get that over for you unless you just do all the heavy lifting themselves and eight at-bats. But uh, I don't blame you. Kyle Freeland has been one of those uh, guys that just pitches to contact and tries to survive that way. I don't think that works very well against a team like Houston. The Astros did only get four and a third out of Christian Javier yesterday. So the bullpen, they used five bullpen arms, so they may be a little bit taxed. If they don't get a strong outing here, I could see Colorado putting up some runs. I mean, that's certainly helpful, and they only got so much because Belak's probably not going to go more than six innings. Like, I think that's probably the, the maximum. He probably goes five or maybe even a little bit less. So 
uh, that could be a point to, get, to find more runs. Kode Senga gets the start for the Mets in Arizona against the Diamondbacks and Zach Davies. And Davies, with an un-Davies-like performance last time out, going seven shutout innings to the Tampa Bay Rays, only two hits allowed. Even after those seven shutout innings, he still has a home ERA of 7.33. Yeah, I just don't think he's really backable at this point. I, I want to be against him as much as I can. Seeing Senga and the Mets and their dis- disaster debacle of a season so far, or seeing them favored on the road against a team that's in the, the in a West race is, is bizarre to me. But I think it speaks to what the, the world thinks about the Mets and how they've underachieved. Uh, I think they're selling on the Arizona's overperformance so far this season. And then, as you mentioned, Zach Davies, just like literally trying to survive with a changeup only in, in the bigs. It's really hard to do these days. The Phillies are at the Rays. Aaron Nola goes for the Philadelphia. Zach Eflin, the former Philly for Tampa. Tampa minus 140 at home. Do you give Philly any type of edge here facing their former pitcher in Eflin? I think you have to because most of the time, I mean, they have better books and, and especially if they let someone go, I think they know this, this man pretty well. Um, I just don't know from an air or excuse me, from a Philadelphia perspective that I can back Aaron Nola. Um, I don't know that he's going to struggle too much with the Tampa offense, which is also one of the best, most punishing in all of baseball. I, I expect he'll probably be okay, but I, I just, I feel like it's asking a lot of, Nola to put out a, a good performance and then also to have his bullpen try to outrace a Tampa team that's so good at home and is such a deep, deep, uh, deep bullpen behind that, that starting pitcher, Zach Eflin. Logan Gilbert will get the start for the Mariners in San Francisco against the Giants. Not sure what the Giants are going to do with their pitching situation just yet, but what are your feelings on Logan Gilbert? I mean, he's hard to, he's hard to talk about because he'll – have these dream matchups against bad teams. You just get hit all over the park. I think with his last start against Washington, um, still the numbers are good for the year. I feel like he's really good as an underdog against like the best teams in baseball because he can really hang around. But then, as I said, we'll have these like kind of sloppy and just bad performances that you like wonder how did this happen? I could see it against one of the best teams in baseball, but why would it happen to the nationals anyway? Now in San Francisco, great park for him because he does pitch to a little more contact than I think You'd want to, but has a decent strikeout rating, so I think he'll be okay. Um, San Francisco's going to try to probably make four runs themselves. I think it's going to be a good bounce-back start for Logan Gilbert. Welcome back, Tariq Skubal, who will get the start for the Tigers, a minus-170 home favorite against the A's and J.P. JP Sears. What can we expect from Skubal in his first start of the 2023 campaign? Well, he, he looked good in the minors from what I saw so far, um, not watching it, but just reading reports, and uh, had higher strikeout numbers than I think you would have expected with Tarek Skubal in the past. So I'm very interested in that and seeing what that turns into. Um, probably the dream scenario is playing, you're like, it's returning to the bigs against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, so I feel like it's all set up for him, but we've seen some struggles. I can't imagine he's going too deep in this matchup, but pretty big favorite for the Detroit Tigers at this point of the season. The Angels uh, at the Padres. San Diego is actually a home favorite, and it's Shohei Otani on the mound for the Angels. Wow. Joe Musgrove for the Padres. Does this line flip? That's a good question. Um, uh, it, it might. I feel like San Diego still has a little bit more respect than you'd think, considering how they've been playing. Um, Shohei certainly gets a ton of love, but Musgrove, I wouldn't I wouldn't sell him too far. I feel like 
like San Diego is missing some parts of their bullpen as well. Angels actually look like they have a, a more competent team. So I, I got to say, based on Otani starting and then a pretty lockdown bullpen behind him um, and maybe a better lineup at this point, too, I, I think I'm looking at the Angels side. Uh, shouldn't see a lot of run. I mean, in Petco, definitely hard to hit home runs there. Usually you got to do it. You got to do it early. Um, I, a lot of swing and miss in both these pitchers. So I feel like it's a good chance. Braves at the guardians, Atlanta minus minus one twenty five. Colby Allard getting the start for Atlanta. Shane Bieber for Cleveland Bieber as a home underdog, but it is the Braves. Yeah. I don't, I mean, this would be the ultimate kind of flop from where we were on one side. We're like, yeah, we've been looking about going against Bieber this season and then come back and, and back him as a home underdog to uh, what might be the best team in baseball. I, I mean, certainly in the conversation, uh, Colby Allard, who was a prospect in the past and got traded to Texas, then came back to Atlanta through free agency or minor league ball or whatever, um, had a good debut against the twins, but I think that he was also brought up because he's a lefty and they had really bad numbers against but also now going against the Guardians should help and be pretty competitive there. I'm surprised to see Atlanta favorite on the road, I got to say. Chris Bassett gets a start for the Blue Jays in Chicago against Lucas Giolito and the White Sox. Toronto minus 125 on the road. Yeah, it still feels respectful of Toronto, but I, I guess from a White Sox point of view, like what, what do we expect from them at this point? Like they've been really disappointing. So has Giolito. He's kind of fallen off. The, the, the difference, though, Bassett is really, really poor. I mean, he used to pitch for Oakland, but throughout his career, he's had really big home and away splits. I think it's not as it shouldn't be as big of a difference in, in Toronto, especially because it's where they move their their uh, walls in this year. There's a lot more home runs in that park. I, I don't. It's so different from Oakland, but still has huge home road splits. Uh, I felt like he was been a great home underdog so far this season, but as a road favorite, it makes me a little bit nervous. And the Pirates at the Dodgers, and it's going to be Emmett Sheehan. On the mound for the Dodgers, Luis Ortiz for Pittsburgh. Dodgers, minus 220. Yeah, big price, but, I mean, the Dodgers seem to deserve it. They're looking more and more like the Dodgers of old. Certainly aren't there yet. But uh, Sheehan's looked great since he came up. Should have a pretty, I mean, a really nice setup here to go against Pittsburgh at home. Griffin, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on SOV, previewing today's 4th of July slate. Hey, thanks for having me. Always uh, looking forward to the next invite. Enjoy the fireworks. NBA Summer League has begun. Well, has it? The California Classic has begun in Sacramento. It's just uh, two days. It was yesterday, and it'll be tomorrow. There's also the Salt Lake City Summer League, which began yesterday and then will conclude with games tomorrow. And then on Thursday, the NBA Summer League, which is just the regular or now it's called the NBA 2K24 Summer League, will begin here in Vegas on Friday and go for an entire week until the 17th, which they culminate in the tournament. So you'll get the championship and whatnot for that. Lots of fun at the NBA Summer League. But yesterday we saw the debut of the number two overall pick. Number one overall pick, Victor Wembenyama, not playing in Sacramento. He will make his debut in Vegas for the San Antonio Spurs. But Brandon Miller made his debut for the Charlotte Hornets. McKenzie, what can you tell us about Miller's performance? Six fouls in the first 24 minutes. Not Wait, so he's fouled out of the game? There's no foul outs in summer league. You know, you pay to see these high draft picks. They let him play. Uh, second so why half, don't you foul every play? Am I a well, they still get they still get free throws, and they still you know get that, that benefit. Hmm. But uh, very bad first half. Six fouls, like I said, one for six shooting. 
not what you want to see. But in the second half, four for five shooting, only one personal foul. So he can stay in some basketball games. But I'd say overall disappointing performance for Brandon Miller as they get blown out by the Spurs without Victor Vinmanyama. 98-77, the final there. I also thought it was interesting. The Thunder played the Jazz. They won 95-85. And Chet Holmgren played for the Oklahoma City Thunder, Mac. Yeah, he picked up where he left off. Last summer, he was exciting everybody with great two-way play in the Summer League. And he was the best player uh, in the first day of Summer League tonight. Has his odds for Rookie of the Year changed? It's funny. They did dip a little bit. There's an outlier number. He's usually 4-1 to one in most books. At FanDuel Sportsbook, he was plus 650 before last night's game. Now he's plus 550. So they are adjusting, but they still have a, a juicy number out there, which I do think there's some value in. I said this before. If he, if he shines during the summer league, here in Vegas especially, these odds are going to go down. People I agree. Are- Although I, I do think it's going to be tough to talk anyone off of, off of Victor mm-hmm. uh, as the favorite, but I, I do think that people are going to say, as people start to see Chet Holmgren and he gets back into their, into their train of thought, yeah. they go, oh, yeah, that guy's eligible for rookie of the year. I could see him making some noise because he was so good last year up until the injury. I, it wouldn't shock me if, if he has another big summer. Jaime Jaquez scores 22 points for the Miami Heat yesterday. Mackenzie, does Hawkins have a chance to make this team like like get minutes for the Miami Heat this year? For sure. First Mexican international ever drafted in the round one. I'd say his performance and Jovic's performance probably increase the likelihood that they play in Portland this year, however. Ooh. Not for Miami. However, they would start. <laughs> How about uh, Keegan Murray getting run for the Sacramento Kings, scoring 29 points? This is not fair. The guy, the guy was like good last year. I mean, you play you play in rookie rookie league your first your freshman and sophomore year yeah. of the NBA. It's yeah, he's very good. It's not fair. Uh, Twenty nine points for the Kings, who beat the Warriors yesterday. Um, Kenny Lofton Jr. Twenty one points, thirteen boards. Victor Wenyama does not want to see Kenny Lofton Jr. I, I swear, I feel like this guy is just uh you know he's like a a summer league like like. One of these, he's not an NBA season guy, but he's like a, a, a G League, Summer League type player. He's, a, he's, he a, he's a 4A player uh, in yes. baseball, a guy who <laughs> yes. he, he's going to dominate the guys who aren't good enough to get to the bigs. But once he gets there, he's not good enough to stick around. What do you think, McKenzie, on betting these underdogs in the Summer League? Uh, is there a, a, a possibility that the books just overvalue name brands and set just incorrect lines because they don't necessarily know these players well enough? There's strong evidence that that's the case. I mean, the Hornets were big favorites versus the Spurs because they had the one player that everybody heard of. They're minus five and a half against the Warriors who aren't playing anybody. Uh, I feel like people want to bet on the names they've heard of, and that creates value going the other way. Well, elsewhere in the NBA, Anthony Edwards gets a five-year rookie max extension with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Could be worth $260 million. This is a big commitment to Anthony Edwards, Mac. Yeah, and it makes it three max players with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert already being maxed out on one team. With this second apron coming up, I just don't see a scenario where they keep these three players. And from uh, the amount of money they just paid, you know, the most, $50 million a year, and from all the tea leaves around it, I feel like Carl Anthony Towns is the one that will be uh, look to be moved. They'd like to move Rudy Gobert, but I don't see anyone taking on that contract at this point. Thanks, Mac. Well, it is the 4th of July, and I want to be very patriotic today. So I think before I grill, AJ. (laughs) Thank you. uh, Before I grill, I'm going to watch the American Gladiators documentary on Netflix. 
dun, I've heard dun, some dun, good dun, things. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. I watched the, the uh, 30 for 30. The ESPN 30 for 30. Yeah. I heard the Netflix doc is better because they have more people that the ESPN didn't get for the 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. A lot of them hate the guy that, like, ran the show, and like he, mm. they feel like he ripped them off, so they weren't going to participate. It was, it, that was his project. Okay. Yeah, so the Netflix, 30, Netflix documentary on American Gladiators. Remember, wasn't Larry Zonka? He like the, the, the color was, guy? Yeah, the, he was the, the analyst? Guy. Wow. What a great show. It was a great show. Nitro. Ice. Jazz. Malibu. Laser. Yeah. <laughs> American Gladiators was amazing. And it's like the true patriotic thing to do here on the 4th of July. Yeah. Watch American Gladiators. Yeah, it's a good move. Well, hot dogs, baseball, American Gladiators. That's the 4th of July. That's right. And we're going to celebrate by giving you guys a discount at pregame.com. The promo code is HOTDOG20. No, not because of AJ bragging for his wins, like hot dogging, get it? It's called a double entendre, McKenzie. Hot dogging and grandstanding. Yeah, no. Hot dogging and grandstanding. Hot dog you, 20. Man. Get you 20% off at pregame.com. Hopefully it'll get me 20% off my waistline after I eat all these hot dogs and Bunch. burgers here on the 4th of July. But do yourself a favor. Go to pregame.com. Sign up for free. Become a pregame.com member. Get your free $25 because nothing more American than getting stuff for free. Free $25. Use it on a daily best bet or take $25 off a package of your choice and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code HOTDOG20. For AJ Hoffman, Mackenzie Rivers, and America, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM. USA, USA, USA.